This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And it's time for Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. This would be a good time to have the video part yeah. of our podcast instead why, of just an audio only why podcast. so giggly cody <laughs> you made me laugh in the intro and you harassed me about my timing uh, uh, <laughs> to be fair you, <laughs> so kyle don't so, get in on this well <laughs> this is a, in trouble don't defend this him. is a domestic situation <laughs> yeah. kyle maybe i should sit out of it yeah. all right all right yeah. i'll sit just out of it you guys <laughs> abc your way out of it <laughs> All right, we won't get into what happened behind the scenes. Just no, we got plenty. We got to, to be more professional. We've got plenty, <laughs> plenty to fight about about in our industry this week. Yeah, apparently so you much. wanted to bring it to the table right now. Bring it on. <laughs> all right. Well, on this podcast today, we're just going to talk about all of the release schedule changes that happened last night after hours on a Thursday. And we're going to go over some booking strategies and talk some new stuff. So where do we want to start, guys? Well, we can start with the big one, No Time to Die, moving from April 2nd to uh, October 8th mm-hmm. of yep. 2021. So they moved it out of April and into October. And that That's was rough. the domino that made everything else fall yesterday and this morning. I know. I think Sony was just waiting for United Artists to make their announcement because everybody knew James Bond was moving. It's just globally, the markets aren't there. We don't have New York, LA. It makes sense that they were going to move it. But I think Sony was just waiting for them because then Sony immediately moved like five of their films. The, according to Google News, it was yeah. like minutes behind the announcement. <laughs> as soon as they saw it, they're like, oh, thank God. Okay. And launch. Send. Yeah. So Sony, immediately after that news, um, moved their Cinderella film from February to July 16th, which, again, makes so much sense. We knew Cinderella was going to move. There was no trailer, no one sheet, no nothing on it. And Ghostbusters and Morbius yeah. and Uncharted. So then they moved Ghostbusters from <laughs> June to November. They moved Peter Rabbit from April to June. And I'm just, I'm kind of frustrated by this one because nobody wants to watch Peter Rabbit outside Easter. Like, it's just the time when you really should see it. I mean, parents probably care, but do kids? Probably not. I don't even know if kids, do kids like that movie? I don't even know. Well, they made yeah. a sequel. I guess. <laughs> but, like, but did they like it, though, a, or did they just go? <laughs> it's a big it's a big cult classic, Kyle. <laughs> People that like Donnie Darko also like <laughs> yeah. Peter, Rabbit. Peter Rabbit. Clearly. <laughs> um, and then because United Artists moved No Time to Die to October 8th, which is where Sony had previously just put Morbius, they moved Morbius back to January 21st, 2022. And then they moved their Uncharted movie from July to February of 2022. So, July 21. Fun! Things are getting pushed into 2022. Yay! Oh, no. Stay positive. 2022 is going to have so much product. So much product. (laughs) Isn't that what we said of 2021? Shut up, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then not to... And then on top of all that, Sony sold... The Connected movie, which was an animated um, kids film, 
to Netflix, and the name is reverted back to the original name, The Mitchells versus the Machines. The fresh cracked pepper on your Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not to be outdone, Universal got in the game, and they moved nobody with, is it Jay Odenkirk? Bob. 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 All those old Sorry. man names. Oh, old man names. Um, Cody, what's his name? Bob. 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 Bob Odenkirk. Um, to, from February 26, which I had just put it on all my clients' booking sheets. I was like, this will stay. No problem. They've got a window. They'll do VOD. Like, this will be fine. And they moved that to um, April. So April 2nd. So that was a bummer. Um, and then Disney had to get in on it, too. You know, because everybody else is moving. Why not? What about me, guys? <laughs> so they moved the Kingsman from March 12th to august and that's not probably not a bad time for the kingsman in august that's not it, yeah, floats, be fine. it floats in those shoulder seasons yeah that's when they've always had them um but then they took bob burgers completely off the release schedule bob? yep this is an actual bulb <laughs> as opposed to bob odenkirk well he could be a robert you don't know he could be a jay <laughs> he could be jay too <laughs> but uh anyway that got off the release I, schedule completely yeah yeah, and I'm kind of worried by that move. Um, Bob's Burgers is an animated title, and I'm wondering if they're not going to just put it on Hulu or Disney Plus. Like this seems like a perfect just put it on streaming film. And so I have a, I have a feeling we might lose this one. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, I guess that's great. But yeah, it's probably going to be a lost product that ends up on streaming. Yeah, and then United Artists also moved Dark Harvest from september to being unset which who knows what that is but bummer yeah that's another one that bites the dust so lots of movement on the release schedule and none of it great what about godzilla versus con though that that is a thank you kyle that is the one kind of bright spot is that we did have one title move up and godzilla versus con moved from may to the end of march but it's going day and date vod yeah VOD. But for everything moving out of March, February and March, I take it like it's at least something? At least we have some a bigger title in March now. Yeah. But February is completely shot. And we all, we have Raya at the first part of March that hasn't moved. That also is going day and date um, with streaming. But Raya is going to be premium video on demand so it is going to have the mulan model where it was twenty dollars so that's a lot better um i guess that's the best you could scenario you could have is that it'll have a premium vod rather than just being truly day and date with streaming yeah so um that's we'll have ray at the first part of the month and then we'll have con godzilla versus con at the second part of the month hold the phone I'm looking at the release changes. There's a true to the game three. <laughs> yes, I think that. <laughs> Hold your horses here. What? Didn't we just play true to the game two? Yeah, we were just talking in, about how like no- we didn't even know there was a first one in <laughs> November. Yeah. November to May, a six month sequel. What is this like Harry Potter? Oh, they filmed these back to back. Harry Potter yeah, maybe seven they filmed and eight. Them all at the Absolutely. Same time. <laughs> this is like the last Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> These movies, 
or just going to be one big epic conclusion to the franchise. We had to get these shot back to back. It's so awesome that people are doing this. Props to them. As That's independence, awesome. getting things out when there's some buzz about right. your movie, any buzz. Yeah. You know, creating content when you can't with all the viral restrictions. You know, kudos to them for getting something on the release calendar when yeah. everybody else is moving out. That's true. Yeah. As much as we were just laughing about it, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) So what does this mean for booking strategies? Well, um, (sighs) okay. Deep breath. Stay positive. Just center your chakras. Um, I think I'm piecing together a February slate. I'm, I have put in a few, um, you know, smaller distributor titles in just, stuff to play kind of burn off quickly one week one or two weeks here and there and then i am looking at a valentine's theme um series including pictures like p.s i love you the notebook when harry met sally i think sony's doing a reissue of 51st dates so there's some paramount and universal both have combos yeah for romance romance and black history month and, oh yeah, and Black History Month. So there are some opportunities to do maybe like a Valentine's couples combo, some promotions around that. Um, definitely be getting on that now because that's only a couple weeks away and you want time to promote. So um, that gets us to the middle of the month. And then you might be able to edge that out past Valentine's a little bit, just... Um, between Valentine's and Black History Month, you might be able to have some good combos. Just hold there. out for Tom and Jerry and then Rhea the next week. Yeah. Forgot about Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Tom and Jerry's still there. That's going to be also Dane Date VOD. Yeah. But then you're going to have Tom and then Rhea. And Crude, surprisingly, is still doing well. So Crude's will probably play right into um, Tom and Jerry. Wait, so We won't have more competition with Crude's than today, yeah. than last weekend, than the weekend before that. Right. So it's it's going to continue. Right. And there's still kids that need birthday parties and still, um, you know, stuff like that. So that's... People might want to rent out theaters still for maybe all these mm-hmm. Valentine's titles or yeah. Black History Month titles even. Might it's possible. With the classics, you can book way ahead of time. It gives you some time to program and promote. Right. And then focus on the most important thing, which is our SOS and Shuttered Venue grants. Right. We're just trying to get us to the point where we can limp along until we get the um, Shuttered Venues grants. So um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, we do need to really watch what Disney is going to do with Black Widow. I can't imagine they're going to keep it in May with all these other titles having moved out. It looks like things won't really start coming out until july august time and so we may have lost another summer which will be really devastating if we do i'm holding out hope that they keep holding on to black widow for a theatrical release because disney is now showing like their first marvel tv show on their streaming service and i believe they have another coming out in the summer Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping those maybe like hold people over and cause people to like be able to wait a bit longer for black widow but it also just depends on what the studio thinks, but I, I have to think like they're putting that in mind too. Maybe yeah, maybe the pressure of trying to get like Wandavision out because I think there's a tie-in to the movie. That's one reason why they probably yeah. they push Wandavision but, back. But they've got Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. They've got all these in the pipeline. I mean, they could own a summer going three weeks, four weeks, four right. weeks. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, imagine could, the revenue. I mean, that's what they do anyway with Avengers into Lion right. King into so Aladdin. The, is that the order? Something like Aladdin that. Aladdin was first, yeah, but it yeah. was it was this in, these incredible runs that Disney puts through the summer of all these mm. theaters. They have just Marvel content that could run through three, four months mm-hmm. of theaters and own the box office. Even well, Spider-Man could do that in 2021, mm-hmm. or if they push that back even. Yeah. So I wonder if the question is... Could we see Black Widow going day and date with the PVOT? If Raya does well enough, are they going to maybe apply that model to Black Widow? I think they will think about it more because I think Raya will be more successful than Mulan was. Yeah. But again, I'm just going to hold out hope that these Marvel uh, shows that they have on Disney Plus are going to buy Black Widow a bit more time. Right. And then the other one to really watch is quiet place Two. that one might also move but that one i'm getting i'm concerned because paramount it's from paramount's distributing it and they are just launching their paramount plus streaming site they took their cbs all access and have rebranded it to paramount plus so that they could add more film films and other things from other pipelines and not just have cbs tv shows on it yeah and they have three very specific titles that are finished yeah. and ready to go. They have Quiet Place, which is a horror film. They have Maverick, which is an action film, PG-13. And then they have Rumble, which is a PG animated movie. Right. They have those three ready to go. But, which of, are, but of those, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Quiet Place and Rumble being them adopting the Disney model and going day and day. No, I wouldn't be shocked. To get them streamers. Yeah on here and and that's going to be something that we're really going to have to contend with like Mm -hmm. we need product now you can't just have blank screens but are you willing to give up the exclusive exclusivity of the theatrical experience for these for product i mean what i don't know that's just i i think we might lose a couple of these black widow quiet place 2 might be again day and date with premium video on demand even if and well is that going to really hurt us i mean i can't be good for the long term but Mm -hmm. it's hard to project in the long term having theaters around when there's just no product to sustain them now so you might have to take the hit now on this yeah i think it'll hurt theaters but it's just so but i I don't think it's going to be very helpful for paramount streaming service I, i just don't see paramount being on the same level as disney let alone hbo even that yeah, but hbo max did the thing with wonder woman did the same thing but with they had well, several movies built into this franchise plus hbo know. has a lot of well, op- to offer like game of thrones i don't see how paramount has stuff like that to compare it to i don't think it's going to bring in the numbers that they're really hoping for uh, Kyle, you know what I mean? They yeah. own the rights to CSI Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you bet that's going to be their main attraction. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as compared to, I mean, Disney's the top dog, obviously. Like, anything right. Disney does, people want to go to. And HBO, not quite as similar, but they do have some recognizable stuff to where people are like, all right, I'll sign up for it. Mm-hmm. Paramount, like, even if they do put on uh, A Quiet Place 2 there, I just don't see it being the success that they're really hoping for and gathering in people to watch their streaming service it just doesn't seem like the same type of brand as compared to some of those others i completely agree i think from a consumer's point of view yeah i'm not interested in paramount plus at all yeah same but so if you're paramount plus and you're 
looking at this, the only thing you have are these movies. So yeah. I can't imagine you wouldn't mm-hmm. pursue them trying to get more because you're just trying to build up that streaming audience right now. Yeah, I mean, they certainly will try and do that. I just don't see it going the way that they would want it to. But it, it, it will hurt theaters, unfortunately. And I think in the long run, it will not be beneficial for Paramount, even if they think so. Yeah, the two biggest successes that we know of during this process have been Crudes and Soul for Universal and Disney+. Plus. I mean, HBO Max made the decision to go to day and date before Wonder Woman came out. So mm-hmm. as far as those two go, those are the two bas- biggest you know, estimated successes. Right. But they're both PG animated. Yeah. And Paramount has one of those, and maybe it's enough to float this thing. Maybe, but, but I bet they... No, Quiet Place or Maverick make way more sense. I don't know if they'll waste Maverick because Maverick's a big film. And Tom Cruise has, you know, back end. And that could, I mean, there's just more in place on a deal there that it probably has to be theatrical. Don't upset the little guy. No. (laughs) Because, well, they've got a lot invested in him. So it's not just Maverick. It's um, They're a successful franchise. It's Mission Impossible. And they're going to make sure to make him happy in order to make lots of money so that's why i really think that if they do go this route it'll be quiet place and rumble I mean, you got to really watch that because they haven't they've sold everything else they've they had on their everything. schedule pretty yeah. much yeah <laughs> i was thinking the opposite to where they'd want to keep a quiet place too for theaters and maverick more likely to go to streaming but you, you nailed it with the tom cruise part of it all i, I wasn't even thinking about that yeah they want to make tom cruise more happy than John Krasinski probably. Yeah. No offense to Krasinski, I love him, but Tom or Cruise they, is someone they're else. They're probably able to cut a deal with Krasinski. Probably. First. It seems odd though they didn't keep um, coming to America because that I seems know. like an even better launch point for them. Yeah. Where it's brand themselves as a have, diverse streaming service, and they must have needed the funds, you know, comedy. the cash flow. It's possible. Yeah. Um, they might be kicking Plus themselves. Launches March fourth. So we'll be March fourth. Yeah, so we'll be hmm. watching what happens with that um, first part of March because I think that'll be really telling about the publicity they get and what's available at that time. And plus, between Ray and the Last Dragon and Kong versus Godzilla coming out at the same time, I believe um, it, it's a lot to keep track of for like the streaming aspect of right. the industry. Now, the streaming really gets affected by the number and types of. Um, like media you're able to access it on and i know that a big thing that hurt hbo max was they weren't available on roku's and that's how a lot of people yeah so i don't you know there's a whole layer of of availability and access that we're just not really aware of that will also affect this too so i want to keep that in mind for everybody i mean it was really easy to get disney plus on all your devices and yeah and it, netflix has already been built in for years mm-hmm. and same with hulu to a certain extent so those are are um standards yeah mm-hmm. but peacock paramount plus some of these other ones that have even just popped disney up. plus on some of these yeah. are they aren't new enough for the disney plus launch that happened last right. year right but i think disney plus is on roku's and everything now but I'm just saying for these other smaller tier ones, that is definitely an issue too. So we got to keep that into consideration. Even if it does go this route, doesn't mean that the access to it is as wide as um, Netflix and Disney. I mean, just have. just, just recently, I uh, 
got the HBO app. I was trying to Kyle, I was traitor. trying to download it onto my uh, smart TV, but it wouldn't traitor. It wouldn't allow me to put it on my smart TV. Like he's like, turning, treason. He's turning I know, bright I'm, red. I'm cringing right now, but it's just. And my t- smart TV isn't even like that many years old. It's only about four or five maybe. And they're like, nope, this TV's not compatible for the app. So I'm like, well, if there's not a way for me to watch it, like why bother then? Yeah, so. you're not going to try to watch it on your little laptop or your phone. Yeah. Get out of this podcast. I'm <laughs> sick of you. Do you have Disney Plus? Uh, Yeah, but I share it with oh. my sister. Oh my gosh, Kyle. I know. I know. I know. We do. We don't have Disney Plus in our house, and we have children. You know how hard it is not. That's to pretty have impressive it? for you guys. I'll admit. Yeah, I'm sticking to it. I'm Good. not putting that stuff in my home. But I'm just a shill. Grandma, I'm got an entertainment it, shill. And <laughs> grandma got it, and because Aunt Kate gave Grandma the subscription, and so boys got to watch it at Grandma's house, and they watched Soul. And I really actually want to see Soul. (laughs) And they've talked about it. And it's like, don't tell me about it. I nearly broke down and got Disney Plus so I could watch Soul with the boys because they had seen it already. Cody, Kyle, you knock it off. I'm going to beat you both back to your senses. (laughs) Yeah. That's, Calm, down. That's, Calm down. That's good to promote, Ken. Great job. Yeah. Violence little, in the workplace. Little yes. domestic violence. Domestic, domestic violence, violence and violence in the workplace. Great job. This is the podcast we. Yeah. This is the podcast for that, folks. It w- I used an open hand. You guys are fine. <laughs> that's the difference. They don't leave bruises. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> we really love each other. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But you're right. Anyway, what I mean is that you're right about, you know, the availability of it all. It's still in question. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, Wonder Woman grosses were still on that Christmas um, day were still really good. Like that first week, the Wonder Woman was great. And it wasn't until a week or two later that we really saw a drop in the grosses where people were like, well, I kind of went out and saw it once and I'm not interested. I want to watch it again. And, and w- the repeat viewing, I think, is is a thing of the past. I don't think you're going to get people to the theater multiple times. I think if they go, they'll go once. Yeah. So we're still trying to figure that out. And theaters will need to really start looking for new audiences and, and expand their, their consumer networks and stuff so that they, um, they can get people. Cause I don't think they're going to get repeats as often because of the streaming. Yeah. I agree with that. What's the other one that's on here that's that's going to move out? Joe Bell? I don't know what that is, so I didn't... I don't know what that is either, Kyle. Uh, Solstice Studios project with Mark Wahlberg. Um, let me see if I can find it here somewhere, but... Are this... you checking silverscreeninsider.com? Of course I am. Joe There's Bell, nowhere else is to that be. the sequel to Joe Mama? <laughs> I thought it was no the can. sequel to Jer- Joe Dirt. <laughs> I literally just sent us down this rabbit hole so I could say Joe Mama. Uh, <laughs> Nothing to do with anything else. I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry, Cody. I'm just ignoring that. Joe it's... Mama. <laughs> uh, I think it's a drama about a father and his gay teenage son, by the looks of it. Some sort of drama about that type of story. So that's all I can with see. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Small Mark Wahlberg, the dad? Yeah. And Joe Mama. And Joe Mama. <laughs> Co-starring. <laughs> uh, but I, I was just hearing um, that it's possible that that could move out too. It's obviously not a big 
title like you know yeah a quiet but. place too like we were just mentioning but it i don't know it's on the release calendar right now for the 19th of february but it's possible that could be moving too hey but solstice took care of locations this fall they gave it to everybody we asked for reasonable terms With and they actually promoted yeah. it yeah and you know we we need more of that we need right. more of these people stepping up to put things in and and make some money because we do have theaters that are open and have limited capacities but they're selling tickets they're putting up right. decent numbers yeah and when, any help on guarantees is always appreciated because we're just not making you know like making a minimum guaranteed amount is tough in this climate right now totally um so yeah that kind of wraps up february march it's gonna be slim pickings and Yeehaw. definitely <laughs> definitely a challenge um so we'll have to come up with some ideas for March, you know, spring break movies, St. Patrick's Day stuff. I mean, just that like, kind of go-to series stuff that we look at each year. I wonder if Luck of the Irish will be available. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Whose is it again? What's that? Am I thinking of the right movie? I'm thinking of a Disney Channel movie yeah. called Luck of okay, the Irish. Okay, that's what I was... Then no, it's not going to be... <laughs> no, that will not oh, be available right. for I'm, theatrical... I'm sure it's available on Disney Plus. But we can get the I Leprechaun. Mean, <laughs> Great. The classic horror original. Maybe Disney will surprise, but I'm right. I'm gonna guess no on that one. So, um, moving on. Nothing new about the <laughs> Shutter. Great Fish. transition, yeah. Cody. So, Lucky moving on. on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Shutter Venues Grant. No new information on that. Um, but. Small Business Administration, the SBA, still has not set up the portal or given us any indication of an application date. Um, they're still working on that. NATO is still involved with, with that right now. But, the, again, there's no information. They haven't even given out guidelines to what, you know, like gross earned revenue de definitions are. So, so just hold tight on that. Um, make sure that you have gone through your SAM.gov registration process and gotten your sam.gov number and if you haven't definitely get on that they did want to make a big deal uh, and get make sure everybody was aware that um, ppp money is available now but if you did the calculations chances are you're probably going to get more funds through the shuttered venues grant and that's a grant and not a loan and so um, everybody's been you know kind of wanting theater owners to hold off and go shuttered venues that was the recommendation although if you need funds now ppp is available it's just that if you apply for ppp and you know take it then you're automatically ineligible for shuttered venues so i w don't even know if i would go through the application process or if you do don't finish it wait um because once you go through the process, it's basically you're executing the loan. And um, and unless there's a huge issue, they'll probably, you know, take it and distribute the funds. So you just see how long you can make it last and see if you can wait for shuttered venues. That would be my only recommendation. Because I, I really do think that most people get more money through shut shuttered venues than they will PPP. Plus, they can use it for more things. Yeah, I did talk to one of my theaters earlier earlier today who was on the phone with SBA, and he said they were on the precipice of opening this for right. registration and getting things submitted, which is great. 
we need it done sooner rather than later. Um, the one thing I did take from it that I was updated on was how you calculate the number of employees. So there is a threshold. They want a 50-employee threshold for the first and second tier um, applicants. 50 or more? 50 or less. Oh, 50 or less. Great. They want that. Um, and so for first and second tier applicants, so the people that if you have 50 or less employees and suffered a 90% more or more revenue loss, you can be in the first 14 days. And if you have 50 or less employees and suffered a 70% or more revenue loss, you get to be in the second tier. And then everybody, and then any other, um, losses in third tier. Um, well, that's great. That fits most independent yeah. theaters. Yeah, mo so we really just have a question on what gross earned revenue is because if you have to, because they were trying to create a definition that didn't include donations because a lot of theaters got donations during this time, yeah, especially absolutely. nonprofits. And so they wanted to be able to come up with something that didn't in include uh, donations as part of the calculation. The question is, is do you include any PPP money or anything you earned in 2020? Would that be considered gross earned revenue um and so they just need guidance from sba on that if you don't have to do ppp if that doesn't get included or any other grants from the state that you received in that time then most people i would assume would be over the 70 percent threshold um whether they make it to 90 i think if you reopened at all at any point during 2020 you probably won't make it to the 90 um percent threshold but well above 70 for sure and so um you have to calculate the number of employees is where I was going with this. And anything <laughs> in an employee. There we are. Yeah. The definition of an employee is if they work 10 to 29 hours, they're a half. They count as a half an employee. If they worked over 29 hours, so 30 plus, that's one employee. So it kind of gives you um, just a, an idea that because a lot of the times these theaters have part-time employees and they are counting as a half on it. So you can have a little bit more than technically 50 because some of those might be halves aren't all theater employees like part-time high schoolers that's what i thought for the most like, part is it <laughs> is it like a mermaid is it the top half or the bottom half we're trying to figure <laughs> out which one's which there's full-time employees managers projectionists well, sure um, yeah tech and marketing people so that might all be under the payroll yeah. uh, maintenance i'm just saying in general though like the majority of their employees yeah. are probably like part-time high school so that that part's a bit silly to me but right. whatever i don't well, make these rules whatever gets you under that 50 i mean yeah what it, yeah if it works it works i just am like really that's how they okay that's how they measure it that's cool so yeah that's all i got uh that was updated this week on it we're gonna you know, follow that, keep it, you know, stay in touch with that, but definitely get your SAM.gov numbers and just have all this stuff ready to be able to, to apply as soon as you can when this thing does open up. Yeah. And to help you guys out with that stuff, we have instructions on silverscreeninsider.com for, yep. uh, signing up for all that type of stuff. Like just log into your account and in you'll see on the, in the announcement section, the, um, all those instructions ready to be downloaded and to be used. So. And they were so helpful. I even downloaded some today and sent them off to a few clients. Oh, great. Just like, hey, this w we did this. Here, Cody check and it Kyle's out. Step by step, a 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 step. Right. <laughs> There's Again, a lot. We're sorry, but it'll, it'll work. Yeah. Again, we're not experts. So if you find anything incorrect or, or that leads you astray, please let us know right away and we'll update those. Um, 
to, you know, be more accurate. But I think I think we're pretty good on the Please process. Please seek out your own legal advice. I just, <laughs> yeah, definitely get your own legal advice when you do any of this. I got for the companies um, that, you know, we went through the process three times. I got two of my numbers. I did not get the third one because, as I said, <laughs> I messed up on that one. So <laughs> that, didn't, that number has not come through yet. I have to do some fixing on that application. Whoops. But the other two went through just fine. I do have my SAM.gov number. So. Nice. Just because you wear glasses doesn't make you smart. <laughs> nope. nope. Just trying to protect these old lady eyes from the computer screen. Okay, four eyes. What do we have left on the uh, agenda for today? Nothing. Um, I nothing. think we're done. Well, we have the Christopher Nolan news. Oh, yeah, the Christopher Nolan news. <laughs> Why um, do I make these write-ups? <laughs> sorry, I, my mic was in my way, and I actually wasn't. Those glasses didn't do the trick, huh? Oh, no. Mike, <laughs> get out of just, her way. They're just there for show. Also, you two, Jonathan and David. Gay. <laughs> you won't believe who else is working behind the scenes on this stuff, guys. Nine. We have a really big studio. It totally a, a big studio. Yeah. Staff of about 75. There's so many one, things running behind one, the scenes. You guys wouldn't believe. Employees. One per listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's this uh, Nolan stuff about? So Christopher Nolan was um, asked about his continued uh, relationship with Warner Brothers, given the day and date streaming announcement that happened. And he said it was um, probably unlikely to continue. Yeah, that's basically. He's That's yeah. basically summing it up is that yeah. it sounds like he's not going to be wanting to work with Warner Bros. after they dropped that bomb about the day and date stuff right. all those weeks there's ago. Still, there's still room to change, but um, I think that given this model, he doesn't want to have a relationship with a studio that's going to distribute films under this this model. He's yeah. going Scorsese style, right? He's going to come up with a film and then he's going to shop it around and say, I can't do this for less than... 250 million yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> except that scorsese's films are now ending up on streaming services so it's kind of like the reverse of that yeah but i mean he started with paramount yeah like it started off as a theatrical but christopher nolan with an unlimited budget i i can't be more excited about true this. yeah <laughs> there mean, has to be some studio that's gonna be like oh we'll throw all the money at you yeah it's gonna be awesome I mean, he's traveled backwards and forwards through time, went to outer space. Mm -hmm. I mean, the sky's the limit, guys. We could be looking at dinosaurs. He made or Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the best Batman. Well, the world is his oyster. I don't think and he, he loves theaters. He loves theaters. He loves the authenticity of 35 millimeter. I, you know, he's really truly part of this industry and has a real appreciation and love for it. So it's not surprising that he made, you know, kind of indicated that he'd be unlikely to proceed with Warner's. I think Warner's is getting a lot of backlash from the creative community. Yes. And from their longstanding partnerships that they've had with creatives, because this announcement just came from a corporate structure that truly, I think does not understand the studio environment they no, don't understand doesn't. how it was created the relationships that were built on it the trust the communication all that stuff the the loyalty that you have to a studio mm -hmm. none of that and so they so at&t just made this announcement trampled on all of that and there's going to be some repercussions now are 
it's early. Christopher Nolan doesn't have another film. There's an opportunity to, you know, that this could be salvaged, obviously. And I think it will be. I think that Warner's will has realized from the top down that they can't go this way. And through the negotiations with like legendary on Godzilla and Dune, they know that they have to give some the more theatrical consideration moving forward. Yeah, their upcoming slate is just packed with like big screen blockbuster after big screen blockbuster. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Godzilla and The Matrix, and it's just, it's so full of everything. Space Jam is supposed right. to be this fall. I mean, none of these movies, other than the one we have upcoming next week, um, The Little Things, none of them look like small screen movies. Nothing yeah. looks like something that should can be seen on a tablet. Everything yeah. looks like it needs to be seen 60 feet wide. And that's always been Warner Bros.'s mantra. Like, they used to be considered the symbol of, like, movie going and, like, movie theater entertainment, like, making quality stuff for that purpose. But from the creative side, like, they see this move that AT&T and Warner Bros. made, and they go, no, nah, we don't want any part of that. Right. And we're going to take our talents elsewhere. Yeah. Um. But, you know, Warners did give Christopher Nolan a lot of leeway on Tenet. And, yeah. you know, when we, he really tried to bring us back with that in July of last year. And here we are in almost February of 2021, and we're still in the same position. And that's really disheartening. But he tried, and Warners let him try. And so I think that there's a better relationship there than what we're seeing. This might just be posturing for the next... Cody, you either die a hero or <laughs> live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh, Nolan. <laughs> you did it again. No, I think the frustrations are mostly with AT&T, obviously, but since Warner Bros. is a part of that and they went with it, like it doesn't, it, it's just, it's been sour for the, yeah. um, is for the creators anyway. So I, I think you're right in that, like it can be salvaged, like from Warner Bros. to the creatives, but the creatives are still going to be, Cautious, I think, because AT and T is breathing over Warner Bros.'s necks right now. Yeah. Yep. But we're gonna, but we're gonna have lots of things filling in. There's lots of little movies that we have upcoming. Lots of, you know, scheduling. At least we have a holiday to play off of with Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So we've got a little bit of a little bit of light on the horizon. Well, we just, it's. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So <laughs> we're just going in for the lawn haul here. Just little bits at a time. Yeah. Just take it two weeks at a time. <laughs> just don't go more, farther than that. Every time I go farther than that, they move the title. So just bookings two weeks ahead. That's it. Two little weeks. Two little weeks. <laughs> yeah, I just got to take it day by day. Like the light's in the future, but we can't look that far into the future. Don't no, look at that light too do, long. Don't look at it. It will dim so it's, quickly. It's like After two weeks, it'll dim, so don't it's, look it's at like it. It's like an eclipse, people. Don't stare directly at yeah. it. Right. <laughs> uh, so I think that wraps everything up for the day, doesn't it? Yep. It was a short podcast this week. Just so many so many changes. Just so much movement on the release schedule, and it's just none of it super positive. Just all moving back. Yeah. Uh, it just makes our job so much harder to try to find stuff but it opens up a small opportunity for these small distributors i mean their their time is now for sure yeah yeah i mean there's still a lot of small tiles out there that depend on your location like they could play 
admirably. Yeah. I think that's a good word to use. As long as they're consistent and you can consistently fill a screen, I think that's all we can ask for at this point. And yep. if you'd like to be nostalgic and look back to a, a better time, we have all of the podcasts available on silverscreeninsider.com. And on YouTube, slowly yeah. but surely, we're getting all of our episodes up on there, and we're hoping soon to have some visual to go with it as well. Like you'll yeah. actually be able to see us talking. So we're working on that, testing so, it out. So, so to uh, excuse me, subscribe to um, Silver Screen Insiders YouTube page, and you'll be seeing uh, all those off the break podcast episodes. Yep. No, it'll be it'll be really fun, and I'm so looking forward to it. It's been very challenging, and it is. When we started the podcast, it was weird to hear the sound of your own voice, and mm-hmm. it took a long time to get used to that. I did not like looking at myself on camera. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this monstrosity? <laughs> so that's going to take a while to get used to. Yeah, it's a little weird, but it'll it'll work out. It'll be great. Yeah. No, it's going to be exciting. And, and we can't wait gonna, for people to be a part of that. And we're going to get our podcast studio up and running. People will finally see that too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to be wearing a gorilla mask the entire time so no <laughs> one can identify. That's just what you wear all the time. The upper yeah. half of my body. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll figure it out when it's just Cody, Kyle, and Ken, and they can see Kyle. <laughs> I wonder who the third person is. <laughs> What's under the mask? Give people some credit. They'll connect the dots. I wear one of those yeah. green screen suits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Top to bottom. We just put Brad Pitt in. Three, three XL. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Get a big guy in there. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. He and I weigh the same. <laughs> He's six inches taller, but we weigh the same. <laah. laughs> All right. We're out for this week. We are. All We're right. Done. Bye, yeah. everybody. Until next time. 